Okay, so let's see if we're all good. People are checking in and showing up. Okay, so you're watching the first episode of, or the first show of YFE TV. YFE TV is part of Young Female Entrepreneurs, an online incubator and support group for entrepreneurial women in their 20s and 30s. And uh, YFE hosts Twitter chats every other week. We do uh, a nice little blog. Uh, this is part of our new podcast series that we are going away from audio onto video. And we've actually moved the YFE profiles from the one-time blog piece to there was one episode with Amanda Russell on an audio clip that was kind of a little glimpse or a, a jump into this area. And now our YFE profiles are going to be on video. So it's very fun. Our first up YFE profile is with Nyla Blades. Nyla is a, a coach, a life coach, over at Polka Dot Coaching. And um, let me see. Oh, you got it on my screen. Perfect. So what I'd like to do um, for the rest of the night, uh, and I'll try and make it a little bit shorter time too, um, let me go ahead and change this. So what I'd like to be able to do is take some Skype calls too. And I have Skype all loaded up. Um, and our username is YF Entrepreneur, like our Twitter handle is and YouTube page, etc. Um, so maybe we'll do that in a little bit as you guys get checked in. We'll hopefully have Nyla on uh, the show in just a bit too so she can give us a cap or a recap of what she's been up to since we uh, profiled her. So, again, to recap, if you're just coming in, <laughs> we're getting started a little late because live stream, um, we had a little technical difficulty. Uh, you're over at the Ovali page because that is my my company. It's a web hosting company. And we do do this on a weekly basis. So we, I mean, we're not like newbies at this. So I don't know why the Young Female Entrepreneur page isn't working. So I apologize for that. Um, let me pop over to chat. The only thing with this is that there's like three different places I can chat. Oh, here. Here we go. Stacy, you're in here. Perfection. Thank you so much for showing up. Oh, gosh. What a crazy mess. Um, so Nyla, it says that you can hear me, but you can't see me. Hopefully you can see me now. Let me know, you guys, if you can um, hear me, see me, all that fun stuff. Oh, you know what? I don't have any audio. Can you hear me a thing? <laughs> Yay, Nyla can see me. Perfect. You guys, thank you so much for being so patient tonight. What a crazy mess. All right, so let's go ahead and get started here. I'm going to pop in the audio, and we'll go ahead and play a little piece of Nyla's YFE profile. And so Nyla Blades, what she's going to do is tell us a little bit about herself over a pre-recorded video that we did back in, oh gosh, Nyla, I want to say like January, February-ish. Um... And so it's been some time. And the coolest thing about all these profiles, because with YFE, the profiles I've, did, I've done about eight or so right now. And I've got eight planned for the next eight weeks. So every night on Thursdays at 6 Pacific time, 9 Eastern, we're going to be doing an hour of Facebook chat, um, Skype calling in and watching of these YFE profiles. And it's really cool because what I've been able to see is that um, back in January, end of January, beginning of February, these women said that they're going to be doing certain projects or doing really big things. And 
a month later, they're already into it and their business has grown exponentially. So it's amazing um, just how much passion and drive these women have. And Nyla is absolutely no exception. Um, so I'm excited to have you guys get to see her profile. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and ask the producer <laughs> to get this started up. Can you get Nyla all queued up? she ready to go? All right, perfect. So enjoy the first part of Nyla's pre-recorded profile. So uh, my name is Nyla Blades, and I am the founder of Polkadot Coaching. And Polkadot Coaching works with women in their 20s and 30s and helps them sweep away all their head trash and uncover their true passions so that they could live big, bold, vibrant lives. So I started polka dot coaching. The reason I got into coaching in the first place was because I went through a period of time where I just felt completely stuck and I had no idea what I really wanted to do. And it took me a lot of soul searching and figuring out and reading and just a lot of work to kind of dig down deep and figure out what was the best path for me. So once I got on that path to coaching and I got certified, uh, as a life and career coach, I really wanted to be able to provide the same sort of resources that I felt I was lacking to other women. So I knew that other women were probably going through the same things that I had gone through, and I wanted to make sure that they had resources and motivation and inspiration and or even just knowing that they're not going through it alone. So that was that was the main goal behind polka dot coaching, and that's really why I created. Yeah, so I graduated from college and I literally fell into a job with General Mills. And I say I fell into it because I was walking past the career fair one day at school and General Mills had a booth and they had free boxes of cereal. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stop and talk and see what these people are talking about. And one thing led to another and, um, you know, a couple months later I, I had a job <laughs> with General Mills, which was great. And um, it was a great job, great company. Uh, I was doing sales and marketing. So, um, you know, I had a company car, I had a company credit card. Uh, it was really great, especially for someone coming right out of college. But I started to feel like I was living this really fantastic life, but it wasn't my life. So people kept telling me how, you know, excited I should be and how lucky I was. And I just didn't really feel that way. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't the job was okay, but it wasn't something that I was totally excited to do. And um, I just felt like all of the stuff that I brought to the table, I wasn't really able to use in that job. And then conversely, a lot of the skills that I needed to use in that job were the things that I didn't want to do all the time. So I just was starting to feel really unfulfilled and not really knowing exactly uh, why. So that's kind of where my period of soul searching started. And I knew that I, I was always entrepreneurial. I knew I always wanted to do my own thing. Uh, one of the things I was always really interested in was um, spas and beauty products and just beauty in general. So I originally wanted to start a day spa. And after looking into that and realizing that it would take a lot of overhead and a lot of capital, I decided to instead start a product line. So I launched a natural bath and body product line called Safia Beauty. So, um, and that was great. I mean, if you ever, I mean, I mean, that was like a crash course in entrepreneurship was really just manufacturing this product and learning about distribution and figuring out 
um, all these different channels and figuring out how to get these products into the hands of people that would love it. So that was awesome and incredible. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of my background and how I kind of started moving away from the traditional corporate world and moving a little bit into entrepreneurship. Um, I still run Safia. I scaled it back a lot because I found out that, um, you know, making a product is, is difficult and I felt like I was getting back into trading dollars per hours and it, it was kind of taking the joy out of it a lot. So I scaled it back. So now I do, I do a lot of holiday things. So I'll come out at like around Christmas time and I'll do a lot of holiday selling. And I also do wedding favors, which is great. So um, I like that I'm able to scale that back and kind of do it to the point where I like it. And then I'm also able to focus on life coaching a lot more, which is where, um, you know, a, a huge part of my heart lies. I think one of the things I definitely learned from was um, just sh like sharing and just asking for help. So I think when I started my first business, I kind of wanted to do things on my own and I wanted people to think that I was doing this big thing. So I kind of was trying to like pump myself up a little bit more. Um, and I'm a huge believer in faking it till you make it. But at the same time, it's really important to ask for help when you need it instead of just kind of floundering when someone could have helped you out. So I think that's one of the biggest takeaways um, that I had, one of the things that I learned from running the other business. Um, I think the other thing was also really learning why you want to run a business and why you want to be in a business and holding true to that. So um, I, you know, I created this product line and it was my baby and then all of a sudden I felt like I didn't really want to do that anymore and I felt a lot of guilt around that and people kept telling me like, oh, you should sell more and we all love the product and all this stuff. So I felt like I should be selling it, but then at the same time, it wasn't um, it wasn't fulfilling me in the same way that I wanted it to. So I think being really true to yourself and really recognizing, like, why did I get in business? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And stick firmly to that. And if at some point that starts to wane and it's not fulfilling you in the same way, it's okay to change or um, pack it up and do something else. But I think that was a big lesson, too, is just kind of um, remembering to honor yourself and remembering the why behind your business. Oh, so many things. Um, well, one of the things that I think is awesome, just being a young woman in business, is the community that it comes with. I mean, so just the young female entrepreneur community is great, and I just got off a chat with you guys earlier today and it was just amazing to see how many women are out there all across the world doing different things and they're all just young and vibrant and excited to be doing their thing so I think that's one of the most exciting things is the community um, I love being a young female entrepreneur because I think it takes I feel like I'm able to take risks I don't really have to think about a lot of other things that might come with um, age and responsibility. So um, I'm married, but I don't have children yet. So that takes a lot off of my plate, I think, where I really just have to think about me and my husband and, and think about what's best for us. But I don't always have to think about um, providing for another little person. Uh, so I think there's a lot of freedom and a lot of freedom to take like really big risks and do really cool, adventurous things and, uh, and not think too much about it. Yes, so I'm a big believer in mentors. Again, going back to the asking for help. Uh, so I actually have my own coach. Um, so I have Lori of Simply Leap. 
um, coaching, simplyleap.com, and she's fantastic, and she's my biggest cheerleader, and she's always helping me to really play bigger a lot of times when I'm like, I don't know if that's realistic, and she'll be like, well, we don't, we don't deal with realistic here, so <laughs> she's really great at helping me um, step out of myself and do bigger things. Um, also, Pam Slim and Charlie Gilkey have been tremendous mentors to me. I did their liftoff program um, in the summer of 2011, and it was such an experience. And the people that I met and just their continued mentorship has been phenomenal for me. Um, so those are probably my three big mentors. And then there's other people that I just admire just in the online space that I kind of look towards or that, um, you know, I'll chat with. And I have a lot of peer mentors and people here in Los Angeles that I uh, mastermind with and um, bounce ideas off of. So I, I think it's really important to build that network of support and build that community around you of people that have your back and are really excited about what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think advice for a budding entrepreneur is to really, I'm a big proponent of like your why. I think a lot of times we focus in on the what of things. So I'm a big proponent of thinking about why you want to do what you're doing. Um, and once you have that why intact, I think that that helps to steer things a lot easier than if you're just kind of like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to open a day spa, which is kind of where I started out. Um yeah, so I think that's one of my most important, the most important advice that I would give to a young entrepreneur is to really dig down deep and think about why it is that you're doing what you're doing and what is it that you want your life to stand for and what does that look like for you? So does that, you know, entail creating this like huge business, you know, machine, this empire that you're going to sell off to somebody else, or maybe it's building something that's a little bit smaller and sustainable, but still fulfills you. So I think um, it's really tapping into yourself and really thinking about what your passions are, what your strengths are, the things that you're awesome at, and um, just really thinking about that legacy that you want to live for, or that you want to leave for the world. So I'm getting my master's in communication and organizational leadership from Gonzaga University. And I, um, yeah, <laughs> it's up in your neck of the woods. So I um, majored in communication and sociology as an undergrad, and I loved communication. But the weird thing is I never worked a day in my life in communication. So I totally fell into, like, sales and business, and then I started my own business. Um, but I think that communication is just so fundamental in our lives, I mean, everything comes back to communication, and I think that just the way we communicate and how that builds our social identity and all of that is just really fascinating to me. So I want to learn more about communication, but then I love that they have that leadership side to it because um, I'm really intrigued by the study of leadership and what makes people good leaders and, um, yeah, what just goes into that. And I'm, I'm really fascinated by that, and particularly because I think that we have a really um, kind of stereotypical view about what it takes to be a leader. And you kind of imagine this person that's like leading the charge and they might be loud and they're just kind of getting all their stuff out there. And I think that there's room for other types of leadership. And I would love to explore that more. And I think that a lot of times women fall into this, these other types of leaders where they might not be the loudest person in the room, but they're definitely leading the charge and they're definitely inspiring others to um, step up to the plate.
I am a huge wino, so I love uh, wine, particularly red wine, and my um, red wine of choice is a Cabernet. Yeah, so I love being outside, so doing anything outside where I get to be out in the sunshine. Um, I'm a runner, and I've recently taken up cycling, so I'm hesitant to call myself list, but I'm getting there. Um, also hiking and all that fun stuff. Um, I'm pretty social. I love hanging out with friends, going to dinner, watching movies, drinking wine, all that fun stuff. Um, and then also I'm a photographer, so I always have my, um, my camera in my purse and I'm always ready to take a picture of something. <laughs> In terms of the business side of it, I am actually getting ready right now. I'm preparing to have a, uh, I'm creating a uh, leadership event. So in March, I am creating the Fierce Leadership Summit. And it's going to be this leadership event all about women and leadership and really tapping into what makes you a leader and kind of um, recognizing that leadership starts from within and works itself out. So I've been working on that. I have speakers and um, a venue and all that fun stuff. So that's coming in March. And I really feel like that's going to continue to grow by leaps and bounds. So in five years, I'm seeing um, kind of like a, you know, big conference, like two, three day conference with that going on. Um, and I think that's really going to help me to expand on my vision and also helping to share my vision with the world and helping me to tap into and reach other women all over the place. So I really want to be able to reach the women who need me and um, reach as many women as I can. So that's kind of where I see Polkadot Coaching going um, and also with my Fierce Leadership Summit. I think personally, um, I would love to have a family. So I'd love to have kids in five years and, again, be able to create this business that really weaves uh, my personal and professional life together so that I can be there for my family but also have this really great thriving business. Um, I think I'll be in L.A. Uh, I really love L.A. I haven't really found anywhere else that I love so much that I would want to move there yet. So, um you know, who knows? I, I might change my mind. But for right now, I love living in L.A., so I think I would probably uh, stick around. I think a lot of times we think, and I know I've thought this before, like you think that you have to be like super clear on like exactly what you want and you can only have like one passion. And that's usually not the case. So I've met with lots of people who um, just have, are multi-passionate and have all kinds of passions and, um, you know, they just feel scattered. So I think that it's really important, again, to focus in on your why. What is it that you want to do? What is that legacy you want to leave for the world? Um, I also think it's starting to test some things out and research some things. So there might be a lot of things that are maybe fun as a hobby, but you would not want to create a whole business around it or a whole career. And I think that you can figure that out by testing some things out. So once you, I, I think it's kind of like a researching and narrowing down process. And once you're able to eliminate some choices and narrowing it down to like some of those key um, choices that you think would be really cool, 
then it's starting to think, okay, can I build a business that incorporates all of these things? Um, a lot of times you can build kind of an umbrella business and it kind of incorporates a lot of different things. Or it might be just kind of um, having to zero in on the thing that really makes you excited and it, you can really see yourself, you know, five, ten years down the line being super excited about and um, just jumping out of bed to do. Um, I think the other thing that I would say about that is I'm a firm believer that we all have a mission. So I think that we all have a mission in life and that we're all kind of put on earth to do something and only we can do that one thing. So I think it's like really tapping into your mission and, and seeing how that lines up with the hundreds of business ideas that you have. So for me, um, I, part of my mission is empowering women and um, girls and I and that's always been a part of me and I really always want to focus on those things so I think that you know coaching or teaching and all of that stuff is a natural fit for me so I think when you think about what your mission is um, that's gonna make it a lot easier to find those natural fits so uh, my name is Nyla Blades and I am the founder of polka dot coaching and polka dot coaching works with Okay, so that was the profile. Um, oh, hopefully I didn't yell at you guys. Uh, that's the profile of Nyla Blades, and um, hopefully we'll be able to get her up on Skype, and so she can maybe tell us a little bit about that uh, fierce leadership conference that she has coming up or the summit. Uh, she's been doing some pretty incredible things lately, so I'm excited to hopefully have her connect with you in just minutes. Um, but like I said in the chat, if you have a question for Nyla or maybe you have um, something that you want to just bring up, definitely call in. The Skype name is YF Entrepreneur, which is, if I can spell it, Y-F-E-N-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. And uh, so Nyla should be on in just a second. And um, like I said, got a question for her, chatted in. Um, but her Fierce Leadership Conference is coming up. And I'm sure she'll be able to tell you a little bit more about it. The Fierce Leadership Summit is in L.A. on March 25th at the Davidson Conference Center. And this is one thing that Nyla was telling me about in the profile was that uh, she had this conference and... Um, that she was going to be doing this. And then, hello, um, a month later, it was up and ready to go. All right, so I'll go ahead and give her a call in. Nyla, are you there? I am here. Perfect, let's go ahead and get Nyla, this up going. Oh, wait, I'm hearing you double. Perfect. So let me let's just go ahead and get Nyla, this up going. Hi. Good to go? Yes, I am good to go. How are you? Yay, perfect. I'm good, except I'm not seeing you on video yet. Oh, okay. Let's see. Hopefully you guys that are still on uh, watching live can see and hear Nyla now. I see you. Yay, she's on. <laughs> this is the most fun. Okay. Yay, she's here. Um, so, Nyla, um, I've got people on chat, and hopefully they'll call in with questions. Um, maybe not on Skype now, you guys. I'm going to go ahead and take us offline for Skype, so do not disturb. 
And um, so you can chat in your questions over at um, livestream.com slash Ovalette. And again, everyone, I apologize for the technical difficulties. Nyla, I am so sorry about ruining your profile tonight. That's awful. Don't worry about it. Oh, well, um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit more about that, the conference, the summit that you have coming up and what type of progress, the speakers, because I know you've got something pretty crazy lined up for all of uh, the women that, well, is it really geared towards women or is it kind of geared towards the masses? Tell us a little bit more about it. So it is definitely geared towards women, uh, just like basically everything I do is, but it is the Fierce Leadership Summit. It's coming up March 25th here in LA, so it's going to be held at the Davidson Conference Center, which is on the campus of USC, and it's geared towards women. It's geared towards young, passionate, vibrant women, like all of the women that are part of YFE, and what I wanted to do is, uh, first of all, I just found that there are not a lot of conferences like this for young women so I wanted to be able to bring together just the really awesome women that are already in LA and bring them all together into a room because I think that that's really powerful and then also uh, like I mentioned on some of my profile I just feel like there is this one standard view of leadership and I think that that leaves a lot of people out and it also leaves people wanting to conform to fit into that view of leadership. And I think that we all have a lot of innate power within us and that we should recognize that power and bring that out. And then that's when we truly shine as leaders. And that's what really inspires other people to want to follow us. And it also inspires other people to want to find their own thing to lead about. So I, I just want to be able to bring together all these women and really focus in on that, like what makes us all unique and special and really focus in on helping women tap into their own greatness. Awesome. And so it's going to be on March 25th at the Davidson Center in Los Angeles, correct? Yes. Yes. So okay. March 25th. Awesome. Now, can you tell us a little bit more about the speakers that are involved and how you went about getting them and what the what how it all ties together, I guess? Yeah, so I really wanted to be able to get other speakers who I think fell in line with the mission that I was thinking about. I got all I have eight uh, incredible women and they're all from the L.A. area, the Southern California area. And all of them have different focuses that um, definitely tie into the fierce leadership's um, comp or you know concept. So there is uh, one of the speakers is talking about Diana Valentine, who's really great and powerful, and she's talking about just the culture of apology and how a lot of times as women we just end up apologizing almost for just being ourselves. So she's talking about that and trying to get people to stop saying sorry for being who they are. Um, I'm also having Samantha Bennett, who's a creativity and productivity specialist, and she's going to be coming in to help us get things done and to think about that, you know, the thousand and one ideas we have and all of that and how to really just zero in on it and get things done once and for all and get out of our own way. Um, I have Brittany Castro, who's going to be talking about finances and how to become financially wise. I'm also having um, Alea Williams. Is, she's going to be doing personal branding. Um, I have Daniel Leslie, who's going to be talking about freelancing and how to take those strengths and create a business around them. And then um, who else is there? There's Danielle Dowling, who's going to be doing relationships. And she talks about how to just have really great relationships with anybody, whether it's, you know, the opposite sex, your husband, your boyfriend, and just other uh, female relationships. 
And then I will also have um, Jody Womack, who's going to be talking about building your professional network. And lastly, Erin of Well in LA, who's also one of the YFE members, and she's going to be talking about wellness and nice. how to just really yeah. prioritize wellness when you're, especially when you're busy. And that's a lot of times the first thing that falls to the wayside. Yeah, Erin, I swear, I just, the quality, I did not really plan this or any, I forget how it all lined up, but you and Erin were amazing. I mean, everyone that's being profiled really for YFE just blew me out of the water and you were all incredibly inspiring, very passionate about what you were doing. Um, one part that I did cut out of the profile that was a really interesting little talk, and I don't know if you're going to be um, speaking on this at all at your summit, is the concept of living into your passion, doing what you love for a living, and uh, putting together a family, I guess. And I don't know if you'd be open to speaking a little bit on that topic, because you were saying how that was a big decision maker for you as you're uh, heading into entrepreneurship. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how um, being a mom in the future <laughs> affected your decision to be a wifey today? Yes, um, I, I, I think that, that that's important to me. It's important to me to be able to... to um, if I'm going to have a family, I want to be able to be there for them. I'm going to have children. I want to be able to be there and be present. And that was one of the things that I noticed, especially working in the corporate world. And I had this really stressful job and I would be commuting. Like, I think I commuted like 80 miles round trip every day, which is ridiculous. But all that to say, I just felt like I would never see my family if I, if I had this family. I was not really seeing my husband that much as it was. So I just wanted to be able to create something that was mine and that I was working hard on and I was pouring my passion into and pour, pouring my heart and soul into, but also would, would give me the opportunity to have that balance and be able to um, talk to my family and be there for my kids and, you know, pick them up from school and all of that, all of that. So I, I just, for me, it made much more sense to create that just be because I didn't really see anything like that that would provide what I needed for me. Right, yeah. It's interesting, too, because a lot of the women that I speak with that, um, and not really any of the other profiled people uh, that I spoke with, maybe a couple people answered something similar to you um, as far as pl family planning goes, um, which is interesting. But a lot of the wifeys I meet today, that is that does play a role in their decision of whether or not um, they stay at the corporate job or if they jump into a really heavy um, a very heavy capital type business, like you were saying, with whether it's the spa or the beauty products. Um, so it's interesting because I know that uh, Cheryl Sandberg has that whole piece on uh, right. stepping up to the table and not uh, um, holding yourself back for, you know, three years ahead or so. Do you feel like you hold yourself back at all by thinking ahead to, you know, that point where you're going to be a mom? I don't. I think it's actually quite the opposite. So I think that I push myself uh, really hard. Like, I think I push myself further because I'm like, well, I kind of want to get all this stuff down now. And um, I would love to be when I'm a mom, I kind of have these great things in place. So um, I, I feel like it's kind of the opposite where I am pushing myself really hard now in order to get some of these things in place for the future. Um, but I mean, it's definitely a preference thing. I actually went to a talk today at Dermalogica. And Jane Warwin, who's the founder 
CEO there, she was talking about kind of the same thing where they're finding that a lot of women are dropping out of the workforce because of these reasons, because they're not finding the structures that would um, allow them to kind of have the balance and they're just feeling like it's too much. So they end up dropping out of the workforce. So she was just talking about how it's time to create a new structure that equally um, plays to men and women. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, no, the whole discussion is very, um, and I like that you brought it up in the profile, because like you said, you're working really hard, and you're trying to make something that you have control over, you can delegate things or have, um, like the different programs that you have set up different events, so that you don't have to be working that scheduled nine to five job and being away from family. Um, Now, Jessica, who's on the chat, um, said that, she, one, that family planning is one of the main reasons um, to step up as an entrepreneur. Nyla, do you feel that this is setting you up to have more control over your finances? So financially. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I guess that's, I mean, that is a tough question because um, it, it's a tough question because I guess if I were working in the corporate world, I would have more consistency over my finances, but I think that I do have more control over it now. And um, I like that, that I'm able to control my life and control my business and also control my finances. So um, I think that it will allow me to have some more control over my finances. And if I, and I know what needs to be done if I do need to make more money. Um, and I know what, what happens if I kind of slack off and I stop making money. So I, I think that it does kind of give you that element of control. Um, and it's one of those things where I think it's the difference between control versus uh, that stability or security, or sometimes it might be a false sense of security also, cause you never know when you're gonna like lose your job or your company will go under, or, you know, if you work in the outside world, but um, yeah, I, I do think that it does give you that sense of control where you're able to control your finances and really control your life. I like that you said the false sense of security because right now, um, especially with uh, young people, people that are you know 20 to 30 or so, there is high un- high unemployment, and um, you really don't have the security you once had. That if you have a high paying job right now, that you'll have it tomorrow. So it's the same idea with entrepreneurship that you could go out there and risk it and then lose everything. It might be on a much higher playing field. <laughs> You're just having a job, but still, there is some risk either way. Um, and now, there's another person in the chat, which I might just butcher your name. Is it Kiana? Hopefully, hopefully, I got that right. But um, she was saying how she planned her business um, as she was pregnant. Uh, see, I wanted to be with my children and still run a business. She wrote the business plan while pregnant and is now just launch- launching, and then that it's been very hard. Um, and when you want to have kids, it'll be a big motivator for you to work hard because life is at stake. A little life is at stake. Oh, that's so true. And her daughter pushes her harder. Um, so, yeah, no. And Kiana, I I am there with you. I have an 18. And he's actually 19 months old. I have a son, uh, so I can understand that. But I am actually uh, in Nyla's boat in that I had my son after I started or I joined uh, the family business. And um, so, yeah, I was kind of planning ahead like Nyla was. Uh, so I think that's an it's just an inter- interesting discussion to be having. And I don't want to have the entire time with you, Nyla, be all about being a mom and planning for kids and everything. Um, so I wanted to ask you about um, the master's. 
and go into that subject if you don't mind that I switch the table a bit. Um, So you are getting your master's right now and um, you were saying in the profile, which I don't, I believe I cut out, um, that you feel like it's only going to benefit your business. And there's a lot of talk as to whether or not um, higher uh, higher education is something that is necessary for an entrepreneur. In your field, how does your master's apply and how is it going to help really grow your business and put you at that next level? I personally think that it will grow my business and I, I think it's beneficial for me. Um, I'm a big proponent of learning. I, I do hear the flip side all the time where people are just like, you don't need a master's and you definitely, like now people are saying you don't even need a bachelor's and I can see where they're coming from. Um, I don't think I don't think I need my master's in order to propel my business further, but <laughs> I know that um, my lights just went off. This happened before, I think. Hold on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So my <laughs> lights are on the clapper, and sometimes they'll just randomly go out. So sorry about that. Um, I don't think that I absolutely need the master's in order to propel me forward but I I do think that it's definitely um, I think that it will definitely be a benefit especially in working in this like leadership field and trying to develop a platform around that I think it'll be really great to have this master's in organizational leadership Um, and then yeah yeah also just I like I I'm I love teaching and I love coaching so I would love to teach more and develop more curriculums and all of that I think that all of that, all the things that I want to do, uh, my master's will be beneficial in in kind of pushing me forward. But by all means, I don't think that it was absolutely imperative for me to get a master's in order to do that. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think that's an, a, a fun conversation because a number of our profiles have just finished um, some form of master's or MBA, I I mean, it just runs a gamut of this higher level education that these women have had. And they've all had um, different reasons for why their their education has benefited their business at what stage, um, at different stages of their businesses too, um, which is really interesting. Another thing, because um, I know that we're running way over time, and again, Nyla, I am so sorry, um, but I wanted to ask you just really quickly, because you are in the business of life coaching, and it does say, something about being certified on your website and you talked about it a little bit um, and you have the other the separate business where you started off with the beauty products what does financing look like in your business how did you get started with that um, did you look for outside investors did you invest I mean is this solely all on your own what does that look like for a young female entrepreneur for me I didn't look for any outside investors so I completely bootstrapped my business and I actually would think that my day job, my day job was my sole investor in my business because all of my extra money, I would just funnel it into all of my business activities. So a lot of my certification course, um, a lot of the trainings I went to, any materials I had to buy, doing the website, all, all of that I just paid for on my own. And it was really just all the extra money coming from my day job. So bonus is anything. I was just saving up money to kind of pour it into the business. So that's what I did. Um, I did later on 
with the beauty business, I did uh, reach out to a bank and I got a loan, but I actually never ended up using it because I, I had kind of gotten to the point where things were running along and I was able to use um, money from the business and put it back into the business. So um, I was always a little bit leery about loans and all of that because I just didn't want to get into too much more debt. I already have a ton of student loan debt. So uh, I chose to just kind of bootstrap it and just use all of the money that I was making from my day job, which was uh, one of the things I was totally grateful um, for having a day job was that it, it completely financed my business. <laughs> okay, so Nyla, I have one more question for you. And you guys, if you have any other questions, make sure that you jump on the chat over at uh, livestream.com slash Ovali. Um, and it's under the live stream chat piece is where I've, I'm kind of hanging out right now in case you're on there. Um, I have one more question, though, from me. Um, so Nyla, uh, we, you talked about the day job and I want to ask you the famous question that probably we get at every online conference that we have with, with YFE in that, when do you know when to quit your day job and go full in on to the whole business thing? That is such an excellent question. It's a really great question. And I know, um, I got to the point where I felt like, it was like I had to pull the trigger. So either I was going to go all in, I was going to totally believe in myself and do this business thing and believe that I can do it, or I wasn't. And I was just going to cut my losses and uh, work at my day job for the next 25 years. So I reached that point where I was like, I can't continue to do both anymore. Um, it was completely stressful. It was really strenuous on me. And I just... I just knew that I couldn't balance them the same. Um, one of the things I was thinking about this is I, I feel like my work at my day job was beginning to suffer. And that was something that I, even though I didn't like the day job, I still wanted to be able to say that I went there and I gave it my all. And I, you know, I was a really great worker and I always worked hard. So I didn't want to ever be that person that was just completely sucking at <laughs> her day job. So that was one of my indicators was it was, um, I felt like my performance was slacking. Also, it was just really hard for me to get out of bed. Um, like, it, like I would have to drag myself out of bed every day. And I was, like, completely miserable. So, um, in all honesty, I probably stayed at my day job a little bit too long. Um, I probably, there was a point when I knew that I needed to leave, but I was really scared. And I was terrified of pulling the trigger and, you know, all of the stuff happening that, you know, you think of and all those fears came to light. So I probably was at my day job probably for like three months longer than I should have been. But I think that um, you really need to just listen to yourself. Um, you really need to trust yourself. It's going to be terrifying, but once you make the leap, things will start falling into place. And I know that that's one of those really like hokey, like, the universe will work out for you type things, but it is true. Like once I did make that leap, I did things, see things that were falling into place. Um, be practical about it. Like make sure that you have your finances in order, make sure that you have the savings, make sure that you have that backup plan. Um, my backup plan was working at uh, Lululemon. So I was like, if this doesn't work out, I'm gonna go get a job at Lululemon. But making sure that you do have some other things in place and that you, you have a plan together in case things don't work out. Um, but yeah, I think it's really listening to your gut and then also kind of paying attention to um, some of those physical signs, like your body and your gut will start telling you when it is time to go. And I think that I was trying to ignore some of those signs for a little bit and it made me really miserable at the end. Yeah, it's I. that's a popular question. I swear there's probably like three or four women a week or so that bring it in some form of um, 
medium for YFE. Um, so thank you for answering that. And you did a really good job. It was a very thorough answer. Um, so, Nyla, I want to apologize one more time for messing up your profile on the day. Oh, but at least, at least we were able to jump onto Oval Eye. I'll have to investigate a little bit as to why we couldn't live stream over there. But um, uh, for everyone else that's still in, Nyla is just one of eight profiles that we're doing every week for the next eight weeks. And then, of course, if you're in the Los Angeles area on March 25th at the Davidson Center, um, she has the Fierce Leadership Summit. And Nyla, why don't you say the URL one more time for people? FierceLeadershipSummit.com. So if you head over there, all the information is there, and you can also buy your tickets. Um, I'm also looking into options to live stream the summit, and I will let people know about that. So I know that there's a lot of us that are not in the LA area, and I would love to have you, whether you could actually come or whether you can join us over live stream. That would be very cool. Hopefully you don't have my live stream experience <laughs> from today. But anyway, um, so again, thanks to Nyla. Thank you so much again for coming on to um, the live stream too and for doing all of the profile. Um, I'm so appreciative and I know a lot of other young female entrepreneurs will really benefit from it, um, hearing from your experience and um, seeing what it looks like to be a business owner. So. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, thank you, Nyla. Uh, so again, everyone, if you go to youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com, you can find out more about Nyla, her, her summit that's coming up, uh, everything about the blog, where you can find the podcast, etc. And again, it's youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com. Thank you so much for showing up to tonight's live stream and for being patient about all of the technical difficulties. And I'll see you back here on Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern, and we'll do another Young Female Entrepreneur profile. Thanks and have a good night.